glad you all braved the weather to come today. Today we hear in the, in the epistle to the Ephesians how uh, St. Paul is exhorting people to be, uh, to be armed with the gospel. And to, and to take a stand. And to stand fast against all the, all the uh, trials and tribulations, the powers of wickedness, the evil spirits, the demons, and all of those, all of those things which seek to distract us from serving Christ, from loving one another, from loving God, and keep us all wrapped up in ourselves. And when we focus on God, we're pulling our focus away from ourselves. There's nothing selfish about, about having faith in God. There's nothing selfish about uh, serving God. And this is very important unless we take it and we pervert it to, uh, to be some kind of an ego thing. And, that's a, and that, of course, is a, uh, is a temptation. So, for example, in the Gospel reading... This, uh, this rabbi who, was, uh, who upbraided Jesus for healing on the Sabbath. He didn't, and Jesus saw right through him. He, he didn't care about Jesus healing on the Sabbath. He was, just, he was just afraid that people weren't going to think he was strict enough. That he, was, that he, was, uh, uh, that he had to say something. He had to, to stand up for righteousness, to stand up for orthodoxy. And be... Uh, and, Make, make his opinion known that who is this guy this, this traveling preacher who would come and who would come into his synagogue and who would, and who would uh, dare to uh, do something which he didn't think was the right thing on, on that day in other words it was all about his ego It's very, the presence of wickedness, the presence of, of demons, the presence of uh, uh, sin is ubiquitous in our fallen world. We especially notice this during the time of the fast. Um, you know, uh, it's, and, this, and this, is, this is very important because during this time we have to especially be on our guard because trials and temptations are everywhere. We don't have the kind of liturgical support that we do during Great Lent. You know, Great Lent, we have the pre-sanctifieds, we have um, all of the hymnography uh, uh, about repentance, and, and so we're really focused on repentance. But this the Christmas Lent doesn't have that. And so, and I'm not proposing that uh, we should have it, but what we need to do in, a, in our own personal lives is to remember that this is a time in which we're trying to purify our mind and our heart and our souls uh, from all the things of this world, to repent, to turn away from worldliness, to turn away from selfishness, to turn away from self-centeredness, and to turn towards God, to open our minds and open our hearts and surrender ourselves to the will of God. And it's that refusal to surrender to God that keeps us stuck in our sins. 
When we surrender to God, when we when we completely open ourselves to God and 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 say, "Okay, you're in charge. I'm not in charge. I, your will be done." Things start to happen. Things start to happen in our lives. And we gain more and more control over ourselves and more and more uh, strength to overcome the trials and temptations of the evil one because we're able to see them clearly. So one of the, one of the, one of the most important virtues of, of, of the fast that we need to, uh, uh, that we need to embrace and to look at is sobriety. And that sobriety means means watchfulness. It means clarity of mind, and it means it doesn't just mean being free from substances. It means to have that that kind of uh, watchful attitude, so that we don't allow ourselves uh, to get pulled into all sorts of uh, uh, trials and temptations, which may come simply initially as a thought. In fact, the fathers tell us they come as thoughts. And then, it, and then we uh, we start building on it, and pretty soon we're uh, we become obsessed with the thought, and we can't and we can't rest until we've uh, gratified our desire, which it has enkindled within us. <coughs> and that may be for stuff; it may be to be justified in the sight of other people. Uh, uh, usually, if we're trying to justify ourselves, we don't really believe that uh, we're. Uh, in the right, but it becomes all about ego. And probably the main demon that we have to overcome, and I'm not saying it's a demon, but it, we create a demon out of our own ego that possesses us and which, and which uh, uh, leads us all the way around, all along the wrong direction, following our passions, looking for gratification, looking, looking, thinking that uh, if I just have that new thing, it's going to it's going to um, to make me happy. If I just have that uh, new relationship, it's going to make me happy. If I do this or do that, or, and we forget about God. But the other thing that. Uh, and even our culture gets this right with this with this whole uh, preoccupation with gift giving at Christmas is that we have to think about other people we have to love other people and what is giving gifts but it's a manifestation of our love of, of other people right of our family of our friends of those those who are close to us Somebody a while ago, I was I was having a conversation with, uh, brought up uh, a conversation they had had with a very elderly lady who was on her deathbed. She was in her nineties, and uh, he said to her, "Well, you've seen so much in your life. What's the difference between now and seventy-five years ago?" 60 years and she said oh that's very simple we no longer love one another we no longer love one another 
because we're obsessed with stuff. We're obsessed with possessions. We're obsessed with relationships, whatever that means. Some of, the, some of it for good and some of it for bad. But usually it doesn't really mean love. Often it means lust. Often it means, who knows, loneliness, gratifying loneliness. And if you use a relationship to gratify loneliness, it's still an act of selfishness. Because it's not about the other person. It's about yourself. Our culture has become profoundly selfish, even more selfish than we can, uh, uh, than it was before. And our task as Christians is is to turn away from that. Think of think of think of that rabbi who upbraided Jesus for healing this poor woman on the uh, who on the Sabbath came to the synagogue. Um, all bent over and could hardly walk. And, and he simply went up to her and said, woman, you're, you're loosed from your infirmity. A, a profound act of compassion. And this guy had no compassion on her. Had no compassion. Why? Because he was all locked up in his ego. And this was a temptation. This was a temptation which he fell into headlong. When we have clarity of mind, when we have sobriety in our life, we have space for compassion for other people. We have the space to love other people. We have, we have the space to love them unselfishly, not expecting anything in return. The evil one tries to distract us from this. Tries to tries to turn everything towards the gratification of our own selfishness. <coughs> and so, as Christians, our task, I think, ultimately is to, uh, is to resist the evil one by loving one another, by having compassion on one another, by not judging one another, by uh, uh, being present to one another, to stand against the evil one and to stand against the, uh, the tides of, of the culture which are contrary to the gospel and, and contrary to Christ. Because all that ultimately, I think we, we've all seen that what is contrary to Christ is destructive to the soul and destructive to our lives. So St. Paul tells us to stand fast and to stand, to stand up for Christ, to stand up for love of our neighbor and compassion, and not to allow ourselves to fall into the hatred and the criticism and the bitterness and the anger and all of these other things, but rather because those things are of the devil. But what is of God and with whom we take a stand is our Lord Jesus Christ and his teaching in the gospel. 
as a shield, a buckler, and the sword of the word of the Spirit, and the support of our life.